Hi everyone, this is Amanda Borchel Dan. And I'm Jessica Steinberg, your host for Times Will Tell, a weekly podcast from the Times of Israel. Hi, it's Jessica Steinberg. Welcome to this week's Times Will Tell. Today we're speaking about the play, The Blessing of a Broken Heart, based on the book by Sherry Mandel, directed by Yael Vallier of Theater and Theology, and with the lead role played by Rebecca Sykes. And all three of those women are here with me right now. The production was supposed to be performed this week in Jerusalem, starting out in Jerusalem, but is being postponed due to the current wave of the variant that is wreaking havoc with our lives. But in the meantime, we're here together talking about this play and book that are about the brutal terrorist murder of 13-year-old Kobe Mandel and his friend Yosef Ishran in 2001 near their home in Israel. That very terrible, tragic loss led the Mandels, Seth and Sherry, to do many different things, including establishing the Kobe Mandel Foundation that offers support programs to people who have lost family members to terrorism. But back to the play. Sherry Mandel has always been a writer and the blessing of a broken heart portraying her experience of mourning and renewal. Yale's theater group decided to stage the play and Rebecca is playing the role of Sherry Mandel. Welcome to all three of you. Hi, thanks for having us. Sherry, I'm going to start with you. When you decided to turn the book into a play? I didn't get the idea for the play. There was somebody, a theater director in America. His name is Todd Salovey. He lives in San Diego, and he's a professor at the University of California at San Diego. And one Rosh Hashanah, he was waiting for his host to come back from shul, and he picked up a book in their house, and it was The Blessing of a Broken Heart. And he started reading it and he took it home and he read the whole book and he thought that it would make a very strong piece of theater. And a few days later, he called me and he said, I would love to make your book into a play. And I was like, wow, go, go ahead, go ahead. And then I spoke to my agent and she said, you, you can't do that. You, you can't just say yes. You, There's a process. You can't just give it away. You have to you have to have a contract. And it has to be official. So I think that they did the play in, I don't even remember what year, but it was, you know, maybe 2012. It was a long time ago. Okay. And where was it performed then? In San Diego at the Repertory Theater. And it was there for two weeks. Okay. So then fast forward to now, where are we? 2022. I, but I imagine this process might have started in 2021. And Sherry and Yael, or Yael, why don't you take us to the moment, this moment in time, and how did it land in your hand? How did that happen? Okay, so um, Seth Mandel called me out of nowhere and uh, told me that The Blessing of the Broken Heart, which of course I had read, and of course I knew the story because I live in Gosh Etzion, also in Efrat, and everyone in this area knows the story. He told me that it had been turned into a play and asked me if I would like to direct it, if I'd be interested in directing it. I believe that uh, Rabbi Jeffrey Sachs, who has seen some of my shows and has spoken after one of them, uh, recommended me as a director. And I was terrified and honored <laughs> at the same time. Right. And I knew I wasn't going to say no. Rebecca, why don't you tell us about your entry into this performance, into this play? When did that happen? How many months ago? It was in October or the end of September. I saw that there were going to be auditions for the story. And I wrote immediately 
to Yael and asked for an opportunity to audition and then was taken through an incredibly thoughtful process of casting and creating the ensemble uh, that will get to tell this story. Okay, so who's going to tell us a little bit about how this play is built? Maybe Yael, maybe you're the best person in the sense that you're directing this? Sure. (laughs) So it's actually written as a one-woman play, but when I read it, I saw an ensemble there to back the Sherry character. It's funny to say the Sherry character when Sherry is on my screen, but yeah. Right. (laughs) I'm dealing with that all the time, actually. (laughs) Anyway, so to create an ensemble to back the Sherry character with their faces, with their reactions, sometimes to create set pieces themselves with their bodies and to to really underline the whole story and to reflect some, some of the time what she might be thinking or experiencing as a sort of a Greek chorus, sort of like playback theater, if you've ever seen playback theater. And um, it, it works. It does work. I have seen some of a rehearsal. It, it, it feels very different in a sense. It certainly feels different than the book, which is what I wanted to ask you, Sherry, how that has been for you, because obviously this is not the first time you're seeing it being performed. What is it like to see your book transformed into something that is on stage you know if it was just my book i think it wouldn't be a problem but it's it's my life so it's very hard for me to watch like when i went to san diego i had to watch it and it was it was really hard for me so i go in and out of the rehearsals and i I don't think i could watch a whole a whole play because you have to remember that i wrote this in 2002 We've been through a lot since then, and I've done a lot of work since then, and healing work and grief work and spiritual work and running a foundation, and I'm still that person I was in 2002, but I don't like to see her in such a big form. On the other hand, I'm thrilled <laughs> that Yael <laughs> and Rebecca take have taken the story because it's like they they can put all the emotion and the power back in the story, whereas I, I have to protect myself from it. Right, and sort of step back from it, I imagine. Yeah, definitely. It's sometimes it's intensive enough to be in the audience and watching it, so I can only imagine what it's like for you, given that it is your life there on the stage. Rebecca, what's it like for you? What, is, what has it been like for you playing this role? I take it with a sense of deep, profound respect that it is Sherry's life and her story. And every time I go to rehearsal or every time I'm like out walking and uh, learning the words of her story, which I do daily again and again, I think to myself, for me as an actor, the two most important concepts from the show is to honor and to remember. And that with that, I have an opportunity to tell the story. It's really a gift that Sherry has given us to be able to follow that. Um, It's with a sense of awe and dedication that I do my best. Right. I can imagine. Yael, do you want to comment on what it has been like to direct this Greek chorus and bring these people together into this? And I actually have a follow-up question before I let you answer that. As I was watching the rehearsal a week or two ago, I was thinking to myself, 
what are all the actors some of them are young much younger and were they alive at the time right so uh yeah one of the actors she's 20 so she was just born uh everyone else was alive um dina davies who is i don't know how old she is 30 30 something little i don't know if she remembers but you know everyone uh lives in israel and and understands and that, that's one of the advantages of, of doing this play in Israel as opposed to in the States. In the States, it had to have a very different character because it, there was so much to explain. Whereas here, there's much less to explain. And therefore, we can delve much deeper because there's a common understanding. Like what? Could you give some examples of what are some of the things that you were able to delve into or are able to delve into? Well, first of all, there are a lot of references that are translated uh, into English that we don't have to do. Concepts. I mean, we understand terrorism here. We don't have to dwell on certain sort of more exposition type uh, passages because we can we can skip or you know it's not skip but go fast over those things and concentrate on things that reflect the emotion and the experience rather than dwelling on explaining. Got it. Okay. And then in terms of the experience with the actors. What was that like? I'm sure certain, certainly different at the beginning than it is now, but what were they looking for from, from you, from the ensemble, as you embarked on this? So, uh, full disclosure, I, I'm also a bereaved parent, as it turns out. My son died four years ago. And so that's added a, a dimension for me of uh, difficulty, uh, but also insight. I'm, I was always tr- I'm always trying to balance, in Rebecca can talk about this if you like. I'm always trying to balance keeping my story out, (laughs) using my insight, and sometimes providing that insight to the actors. There are certain lines where I would, where I'll say, you know, that that's really important. I wouldn't have known that necessarily if I weren't a bereaved mother, but I'm always sort of trying to balance not letting my story intrude. And it's, and it makes it it was, I was very tentative with the actors, I would say, at the beginning, because I, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't know where the boundaries were. But now I feel uh, very comfortable. I think we've grown together very much. And I, you know, and I feel very close to this cast. We're hopefully doing a cast Shabbat soon. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to being able to sit and, and talk, not in, you know, a business context and be together. Yeah. Right. Sherry, there's so much. I had read the book a long time ago now. And I was reminded in the rehearsal how much humor there is in the book. And I went back and thumbed through it and was skimming different parts of it. And of course, in the play, from what I have seen, when you were writing it, did you feel that humor and want to let it out? Was it just, was it, was it just the most natural thing to put that down on the page? I mean, even during the Shiva, we had crazy things happen where we were totally broken. And then somebody would come in and just say the the stupidest thing where we would just be laughing. I mean, and also like rabbis would come and say stupid things and presidents. And and afterwards we would just be hysterical, but then we would be broken again. And I think that there's always, even in the worst pain, there's moments of, I wouldn't say joy, but of relief. And I think that's what people don't understand, that you can have this tremendous grief that is threatening to bring you down to the bottom of the world. But at the same time, there's something lifting you up and you can actually, you know, like have Shabbat and laugh about certain things. 
So there's always that tension. And some of the funny stuff was I was a um, writer for a family website. And so we, Todd and I, when we were working on the play, when he was writing the play, we decided to bring in some material from outside of the book. And I was actually, I was actually a humor writer at that point. Uh-huh. So it came naturally to you. Well, I think I'm funny, but my sisters tell me I'm not. They think they're the funny ones. <laughs> well, that's already funny. Hey, it's Jessica Steinberg. If you have an important message you'd like to share with people who care deeply about Israel and the Jewish world, there's really no better way to do that than by advertising in our podcasts. Reach the Times of Israel's unique community with an audio ad. For more information, email ads at timesofisrael.com. That's ads at timesofisrael.com. Shalom, dear listeners. This is Daniil Hartman. And I'm Yossi Klein Halevi. Together we host the podcast For Heaven's Sake from the Shalom Hartman Institute. These have been some of the most challenging days for me personally, for Israel, and for the Jewish people. And one of the ways in which I've gotten through this is that I found solace and meaning through discussions with my dear friend and study partner, Daniil Hartman. And I hope that the Times of Israel listeners will join us as we continue to tackle the pressing questions facing the Jewish people here at For Heaven's Sake, which has become the number one Judaism podcast. Well, Daniil, I'd also like to recommend the Identity Crisis podcast hosted by our colleague and friend Yehuda Kurtzer. It's a series of fantastic conversations with leading figures in Jewish life, thought, and culture. You know, for decades, the Hartman Institute has been a preeminent destination for Jewish ideas and learning. Now you can access Hartman Ideas on these chart-topping podcasts at shalomhartman.org forward slash podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll privilege to help guide you through these challenging and even unsettling times. And so then, Rebecca, for you, playing Sherry, is there a tension there that is, I mean, natural as an actor, but difficult to find the balance given the subject? How do you even handle that? It uh, At its very uh, foundation, um, my job is to tell Sherry's story. And as it is written so powerfully, it, it, at both extremes, the joy and the despair, it's um, all I have to do is do what Yael invited us to do um, through her own experience, but also really trusting us to just have the words and allow it to be real and in the moment, which again, some things are just heartbreakingly sad and to allow that to be true as true as things that happened throughout Shiva, uh, things that happened to Sherry growing up that we get to see how she becomes who she is through every lived experience. So it, it makes my job very simple. Can I just tell, can I tell the story? I'd like I'd like to interrupt. Um, Rebecca's being modest. It's not it's not just doing what the director says or just telling the story. She's phenomenally talented, and you'll see that on stage. It's astonishing to me in every rehearsal. I think if Rebecca wants to pick a few lines from the play, if you're interested, 
one of my favorite passages is when Sherry is describing a dream that she has. And she says, I have a brand new baby and only a few days old, but already walking. What an advanced baby. And she says, I count my children and there are four. They're all here. And Kobe says, mommy, I have a test in school. I need you to drive me. We walk into the school office and the secretary directs him to the classroom. And as he walks away, he turns to me, mommy, I need you to stay while I take the test. Well, I have a lot to do at home, I think. But still, if you need me to stay, I'll stay. And he smiles and leaves the room. I am with him. And he is still with me. I can't see him. He's in the other room taking his test. And I know he'll pass. I'll also pass. Because we are taking our tests together. And for me, it's about this deep love for her son, um, the desperate uh, need to still have connection and to feel that connection and to know that um, they'll keep going. They'll keep going and they will pass this test and they'll be together. And take other tests. Yep. Test after test. Sherry, have you, have you been at the rehearsals? Yeah, I thought Rebecca was incredible. And I thought the whole production was so well done. It was just, it was so powerful. Are there any things, Sherry, that, that are in the play? I mean, obviously you've seen it before. You saw it in San Diego. You're seeing it now. Are there aspects of the play that were, I mean, you, you mentioned that certain things are difficult and it's difficult to see yourself on stage in a sense, but are there certain things in the play that are, that you know are correct and that they should be there in terms of how they play out in the performance, but that you, you still, you say to yourself when you say it, Oh God, I just, I can't look at this or I can't listen to this portion. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because there's scenes from the funeral or speaking about the funeral and I never want to think about that and I I don't want to talk about it. So I, I can't watch that. But you know that it has to be there. I trust Yael, I see, and, and Todd, that they are fantastic directors and that they understand what needs to be there. I think this idea with the ensemble, the way that they support and build the story and also provide some of the props with their bodies, I think it's just so interesting and like um, unusual and it brings it brings a different kind of energy. It's almost like a balance to some of the, you know, some of the monologue that's going on. So now, okay, and, and we'll we'll get to the sort of the technicalities of what is going to be happening with this production, uh, given what's going on in our world right now. But what does happen after a production is performed at the end? Is there a conversation with? With Sherry, with Yael, with you, Yael, how how does that all play out? 
What, what, or what were you planning? Let's put it that way. In all of uh, theater and theology's productions, after every performance, I invite a, a scholar or some kind of expert to, to discuss the underlying issues with me. We're not discussing the play, the plot, or the merits of the play. We're discuss- I like to extract all the juicy theological details after, and, and we, ch- we chew them over. Theater and theology, yeah. <laughs> That's what I do. Um, and I always try to invite a range, actually, of people from atheist to as Haredi as we'll walk into my theater um, so that so that people can have a, a, a range a choice of who to go listen to and and uh, what which perspective to 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 learn uh, this time we're planning or we were planning on having uh, sherry there after a couple of the performances Seth also um, and uh, Rabbi Natan Lopez Cardozo who um, has a lot to say on theodicy on on talking about why why bad happens and if in if there is a good god and so that and those would be conversation real conversations with the audience we would have real conversations afterwards uh about how to deal with all these important issues that come up in the show um how to deal with grief and 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 doubt and how to do what the mandels have done so magnificently that I don't know if they make it look easy. They make it look possible, but it's so hard to turn to turn tragedy into meaning and and into something that will propel you into a, a life of 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 giving and of of meaning and of fulfillment. And it, it's astonishing. It's not easy. And it's something I would like to talk about with with my speakers, either the Mandels or uh, also Rabbi David Lappin and uh, Tanya White. Okay. Sherry, do you want to comment on that, on what it's like to have these kinds of conversations, especially with an audience of people that you don't necessarily know? Well, first of all, I don't have any answers, obviously. And I'm thrilled to be able to discuss these kinds of questions because these are the real questions and people hide from them. But that's really what we want to know. You know, also death, people, we all live as if nobody know we, are, we know it's going to die. And that we're not going to die. And so to be able to just ask those questions and not necessarily answer them, but be in a space where there's a dialogue about it, I think is really important and is important for me too, because I'm still grappling with all of it. Right. And I'm sure to give audiences this this opportunity to be able to hear what you have to say about it and to be able to talk about it and about the thoughts that they're having after hopefully seeing the show is I imagine the way you want to move forward with all of this is to give people that chance or not. I don't know. Maybe you have other thoughts about it. For me, it's really important that this play is staged in Jerusalem and in Israel because I mean, thank God the Intifada is behind us, but a lot of us lived through it. And for a lot of people, it's it's our story. You know, we, we know a lot of people who were killed. We lived through years of danger and tragedy. And it's sort of been buried in Israeli culture. You know, people don't want to look back on that time. But there, there's a, I think there's a need not to erase it and not to forget it. I hear that. Yael, do you want to tell us a little bit about what the plans are now that things are on hold for the moment? Well, okay, so um, we postponed the production. Um, It just doesn't seem to be the right time to invite 
over 200 people to sit in a closed room together at any one time. Um, so we um, actually, and then I have Corona right now, so I'm in the isolation in my, my room. <laughs> um, there is that. It was a good time to postpone it. <laughs> right. Excellent. And we're planning on putting on the show, uh, hopefully in March. We've already rescheduled a date for the Gushetzion show for the 31st of March. Uh, you're all invited. March is supposed to be a great month. March is supposed to be when the, when the wave is over. I'm highly optimistic. Good. And uh, I hope to be publicizing dates soon. Also for Jerusalem, maybe Ra'anana, Modi'in, Beit Shemesh. So... There, we will obviously update about the dates for the show and what's going to be happening with it. I'm, I'm just thinking about the corona and the fact that the show had to be postponed. And I, I feel like, you know, Israelis, that in a way we were prepared for, not exactly for an epidemic, but that we live in uncertainty and we live with a lack of control. And that somehow also, you know, the blessing of broken heart is all about trying to figure out like who's who's in, how did this happen and what do I do and where do I go and who's going to help me and and I think a lot of people in the whole world are feeling like that now and also there's a lot of grief in the whole world you know like there's a there's a global movement of there's global suffering and so I, I think the play maybe is at the right time will be will be at the right time whenever it it gets to the stage it will it will be the right time absolutely thank you so much thank you sherry thank you yael thank you rebecca thanks for being with us thanks for having us thank you thank you Thanks again to Sherry Mandel, Rebecca Sykes, and Yael Valier for being with us for this episode of Times Will Tell. For more information about the performances of The Blessing of a Broken Heart and Theater and Theology, Yael's English Language Theater Group, you can check out their website, www.theaterandtheology, that's one word, dot com. We'll be back with our daily briefing Sunday through Thursday. I'm Jessica Steinberg. Thanks for being with us. Thanks so much for listening to Times Will Tell from the Times of Israel. And thanks to our producer, Gilad Brownstein. Please subscribe wherever you find your podcasts and check out our daily briefing news show every Sunday through Thursday. Like what you hear? Consider rating us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to spread the word. Until next week. Shalom. Shalom.